0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Iceberg To Go, your daily dose of Pittsburgh Penguins news and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Well, Kyle Dubas laid it all out on the table last week following the Penguins' second of back-to-back losses to the Philadelphia Flyers. In essence, he told the team that if they didn't show up in Florida their two games against the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Florida Panthers that... Changes were going to start being made. People were going to start losing their jobs, and he's starting to follow through on that promise because after one no-show in Tampa Bay, he didn't sit on his hands to wait to see what would happen at the Florida Panthers game. Dubas effectively pulled a line change from the AHL, sending down Alex Nylander and Yuna Koppenen, bringing back Jonathan Gruden, Mark Johnstone, and Valtteri Pustin all in one singular move. All three played on Friday night in Sunrise in the Penguins' loss to the Florida Panthers, a 3-1 defeat. Gruden played 5 minutes and 56 seconds, had one hit, and played just over a minute on the penalty kill. Mark Johnstone, in his NHL debut, played 7 minutes and 19 seconds of ice time, had two hits, was a minus-1 rating, and played a minute and 10 seconds on the penalty kill. And the most notable of the three was Valtteri Pustinen, playing his second career game in the NHL, finishing with 14 minutes, 18 seconds of ice time, playing on the second line with Evgeny Malkin and Riley Smith and picking up his second assist in as many games at the NHL level. Also added a hit, Was a plus one, like I mentioned, because of that goal, the lone goal of the game for the Pittsburgh Penguins, and also got some time on the second power play unit, playing a minute 36 on the man advantage on Friday. So Dubas not sitting on his hands, makes a little move, does get a better performance out of the Pittsburgh Penguins against a pretty good Florida Panthers team, but they still don't get the results they were looking for. Only one goal scored, and you lose once again, making it four straight losses. Fortunately, some of those losses came with a pity point but four straight losses nonetheless. The team reconvened on Sunday, and they were joined by a new face as the Pittsburgh Penguins brought in Yessa Pugliarvi as he was signed to a free agent tryout. So this is going to be interesting here because now it seems as if Kyle Dubas has seen enough. He wants to make some changes. The Penguins need to make some changes to breathe some life into this organization heading towards the Christmas break. Paul is a right wing that is recovering from double hip surgery in the offseason. He was initially a fourth overall pick from the Edmonton Oilers in 2016, and he split last season with those Oilers and the Carolina Hurricanes, totaling 75 games played and 16 points. Five goals, 11 assists. Looking at where he would fit with this Pittsburgh Penguins team, I would think that he's essentially, when all things are going well, a good middle six option, specifically a good bottom six option for the Pittsburgh Penguins. But he did cycle in with Crosby and Gensel at practice on Sunday. He brings a lot of size. He's six foot four, 201 pounds. He has brought speed throughout his NHL career. He is only 25 years old, but like I mentioned, coming off of that double hip surgery, how much speed is he going to be able to have? This season, he might be able to get back up to full speed in time, but as of right now, where is he at with his foot speed following double hip surgery in the summer? That remains to be seen. But in his career, he's been a solid two-way forward. He's responsible defensively, which Mike Sullivan is going to love. He's a big body that can play the penalty kill, that can play it on the power play. I think he's somebody that fits really well with the Pittsburgh Penguins, down to the fact that he struggles with finishing. (laughs) If it wasn't... You know, already apparent, by the way, the Pittsburgh Penguins have been scoring one goal in the last several games per game. They bring in somebody else that struggles with finishing. But as Mike Sullivan likes to always say, it's not just about the goals. That's obviously where you want to go. Sometimes you have to make additions to help the process leading up to that fact. And that's where Yessi comes into play. Because he is somebody that does a lot of the little things leading up to it but hasn't quite been able to find the finishing. And now, a lot of people I've seen say, oh, he's a bust. Why are they bringing in this guy? More people I've seen say, you know, this is a smart move by the Pittsburgh Penguins. How many times have the Penguins given up on a talent, whether they be 23, 24, 25 years old, just simply because it's not working in Pittsburgh, and that player goes on to find success elsewhere? You look at Evan Rodriguez, what he was able to do with Colorado Avalanche, and what he's now doing for the Florida Panthers. You look at some other instances around the league. Kasperi Kapanen struggled in Pittsburgh. He went to St. Louis and immediately started finding success last season. The Penguins are hoping to get the same thing from a former number 4 overall pick. and I really do like the move because even when you look at just on paper what this Penguins team looks like with Poole instead of maybe some of these AHL call-ups, instead of having to have Jeff Carter play on the third line for the Pittsburgh Penguins, it automatically brings a little bit more reverence to your roster. And it also allows you to set the pieces in place a little bit better. I do think this spells bad news for Redeem Zahorna. Because in my eyes, and I might be off base here, but in my eyes, this reads as a replacement for Redeem Zahorna. Big body, responsible two-way player with a little bit more of a resume, a little bit more upside because Redeem Zahorna, as we saw, came up and he played well for the Penguins. He played really well for the first one week, two weeks, two and a half weeks, but ever since Drew O'Connor left that line, Redeem Zahorna has been practically useless. I don't want to say useless, but you could tell the impact that he had on the game was much, much less since Drew O'Connor has been removed from that line. And you, you could say, okay, that has to do with the injuries Drew O'Connor had to move up. And I think O.C.'s looked fine in the top six. I think he's best served as the third-line left wing. And when that happens, if you reunite the line of O'Connor and Eller and Zahorna, do you find that success? Maybe. But at the end of the day, if redeem Zahorna needs Drew O'Connor to be a successful NHL player then that's a weak link on your roster because Drew O'Connor, we're seeing it right now, might have to move up in the lineup. Drew O'Connor might have to, you know, he might go through struggles. And if O'Connor goes through struggles and that directly correlates with Zahorna, it's not a good look on Big Z. So in my eyes, this looks like a more polished version of Redeem Zahorna, like a more NHL everyday player compared to redeem Zahorna so we'll see what ends up happening but of course they're still dealing with a lot of injuries Ricard Raquel is trying to work his way back he practiced before the team took the ice on Sunday Brian Rust is still being evaluated from all the whispers that I'm hearing it is not a good sign for Brian Rust it is going to be a longer term injury we still have to wait for official word from the organization on that you ready showtime Here's how I see the Penguins' top nine moving forward if Poole Yarvey is actually signed. Remember, he is in on a tryout. He's not officially on the Penguins' salary cap right now. And for those worried about how would they even get him under the salary cap, they would simply send somebody down. I don't think, yes, a is going to command that much money coming off of double hip surgery as a free agent. So here's how I see the Penguins' top nine playing out if he signs. Gensel Crosby... And then Ricardo Raquel, whenever he's healthy, he practiced beforehand yesterday, like I mentioned, he cannot play against the Montreal Canadiens because he's on LTIR and he hasn't fulfilled that requirement. But considering he hasn't joined the Penguins at practice, I don't think he's probably going to be ready for that game or sorry, he can't play against the Coyotes, he can't play against the Canadians, but I doubt he will play against the Canadians if he has yet to practice to this point. But once Raquel comes back, I would put him on the first line. Then you have Riley Smith, Evgeny Malkin, and I'd like to see a little bit more from Valtteri Pustin. Yes, the joke is he is a point-per-game player in the NHL. He had a secondary assist when the Penguins played the Vegas Golden Knights in his NHL debut, and then he picked up the secondary assist on Friday night, excuse me, as well, on the lone goal for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, I'm looking down through my Twitter here because I wrote exactly how many days apart his two games were. Uh, if I can find it, we'll see. Nope, can't find it. Oh, well. Uh, 637 days. There it is. Separated by 637 days, he is a point-per-game player and the National Hockey League level. So I'd like to see him continue to get an opportunity on the second line. He's somebody that brings a good you know, offensive script level. I think that he's somebody that should get an opportunity, particularly if Brian Rust is out for an extended period of time. And then that leaves your third line is Drew O'Connor back in the role that is perfect for him. Lars Eller, finally back with some line mates that can help him out a little bit. And yes, Apul Yarby. I think that is a, on paper, already much improved top nine. How does it work out in the end? We don't know. But I do think that going forward, even with Brian Rust, Injured for Lord knows how long. I think that's a better top nine. And I think you're seeing the start of a lot of moves coming for Kyle Dubas. I don't think he's going to turn over the entire roster. You can't at this point in the season. But you're seeing these small moves, and I I don't think he's done. I think when Pio Joseph comes back, you're going to see a little bit of a shuffling on the defensive end because the Penguins are, I believe, 22nd or 23rd in expected goals against for 60 minutes. That needs to be improved, and that's even you know, that, that's telling you how good these goaltenders are doing because right now the goaltending has been fantastic behind defense that has not helped them out in a lot of instances. You look at the odd man rushes they're giving up and these goaltenders are doing a tremendous job just to keep the Penguins in these games, let alone win them a couple as they have up to this point in the season. So posting Pustinan, those are the two big additions. Since last week, we'll see where they slot in. We'll see if Poole actually signs a contract with the Penguins. Something tells me uh, that he will end up signing one, but we'll have to wait and see. That's going to do it for this episode of, the, of Iceberg to Go. Excuse me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, you can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from.